now. <laughs> now I feel like I'm a troll. <laughs> Go for it. Welcome to A Place Within. I'm Ashlyn. I'm Christina. And this week and every week we are getting to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires where we trust we'll find the gospel and our need for it. Yes, we will. I'm... Yes, we already said we, who will. we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The podcast that I always forget about is The Word on the Hill with the Lanky Guys. Have you heard of it? No, but I was just talking about the Lanky Guys. Yeah? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love them. They are so great. Um, Yeah, their podcast is like awesome scripture reflections on the Sunday readings, and they come out every Thursday. And I love listening to them. And their like banter and their friendship is maybe, and I love catching foxes. We all know this. But <laughs> their banter and their friendship is maybe my favorite podcast banter friendship. Sorry, catching foxes. I know... You don't care how I feel about you, <laughs> just saying. But I love Father Peter and mm. that other guy whose name I forgot. Scott Powell. It's Father Shout Peter. Shout out Scott Powell and Father Peter. <laughs> Father Peter who? I don't remember. Well, I don't know M. either. Must it? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. He's Anyway, he's a Colorado guy. Oh Yeah, they're both Colorado guys. They're at the Aquinas Institute at somewhere. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. Speaking of institutes named after saints i was just at an event in denver at the augustine institute and man that place is cool love that it was was cool about it awesome um i mean just their whole mission of like forming leaders in the new evangelization and bringing the new evangelization to as many people as possible in accessible ways it is so cool they had a straight up tv studio and um yeah, I got to like talk to their professors and like sit in on lectures and talk to different really cool students and other people who were at the event and I loved it. Had like That's a really awesome. fun conversation. Um <laughs> me and like two other people. <laughs> and I'm I'm talking literally right now, okay? This is not figurative. <laughs> Backed into a corner a, a scripture professor. Yes. Didn't back him into a corner intellectually, of course, because he was much smarter than us. I mean that he just couldn't leave because we had backed him into a corner. He was standing anyone, in the corner. We were standing around him. Did anyone acknowledge the, you know, that just, he had backed into the corner? Yeah. Not, not until he was gone. It was actually really funny. Somebody, there's this one person with like amazing social intelligence that I don't have. She eventually broke through the circle to like shake his hand and say, thank you for your talk. And then he escaped. <laughs> <laughs> It was so great, though. But this conversation, there's this one guy. <laughs> he goes, you know, I don't think we give heretics enough credit. And I was like, what are do, you talking about? Do explain yourself, sir. <laughs> it was and? so great. But it was, okay, this is cool, though, because it was also another professor was saying something similar where he was like, yeah, so this person gave way to um, the Jansenist her- heresy, but it was before it was Jansenism. And I never think about heretics before they're talking about heresy. I always just think mm-hmm. of them as being like dissenters. Born you know? a heretic. <laughs> Born a heretic. <laughs> you know, are, he came oh out gosh, of his. I dropped my phone. He, Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, he was born, born and he was like, Jesus probably hates you, and you can never become holy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not like Carl Jung, um, Jung or whatever. He doesn't. Maybe he did think that. Actually, he didn't think she's. Never mind. <laughs> 
I don't Irrelevant. know anything. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> but right. no. But it was, I mean, it was so interesting because it was like, no, these people were actually just trying to disciple each other and they just got mm-hmm. it a little bit wrong. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was like, Lord. oh, that's that scary. Is sobering. <laughs> Ooh. I'm like, <sighs> no. But this dude's like, I mean, if you read Pelagius's writings, and I was like, I. Yeah, when yeah. you read Pelagius' writings, you. <laughs> he oh, says, he, "I think that too." <laughs> so wow, among but people who have read, read Pelagius' writings, writings, what do you get? What did he say? Well, he was just saying that he was like, I mean, he. Uh, what's the the type of grace that you have if you do good things without being baptized? Do you remember the name of it? Because you a P. No, dang it. <laughs> But I have Google. Uh, type of grace before baptized begins with a P. <laughs> I'm just gonna say kind of grace begins. It's not. It's not like a normal word. It's not like preemptive, unless it is. But I don't think it is. Uh, okay, can pre- I go ask? Prevenient. Prevenient. I was about it? to say prevenient grace. Haha. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, dang. Why did we find it at the know. same time? Prevenient grace. Is that it? I I don't know. I didn't find anything. I think that's it. Okay. So I'm about to be able to finish my thought. <laughs> The guy said, I, I want to make sure that this is it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Received by all persons in this life. even Okay. So, yeah. So, this guy said that prevenient grace was what Pelagius seemed to be talking about, but it was before prevenient grace was a part of the um, the doctrine of the church. And then um, just the other people who, like, followed him took it too far mm-hmm. to be like, we can do everything without God. Oh, um, yikes. Yeah. And but he was just kind of like, no, like you can do good things, but like it's that doesn't grace. mean you don't need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then all of his peeps were like, we can do all good things without grace. <laughs> yeah. That's but then you got to be super became, careful that. Yeah. Go on. We say what we mean. Wow. Yeah. And that we actually understand that the people who listen to us understand what we mean. And that they understand that. We are processing and are not mm-hmm. always authorities. Yep. <laughs> Which maybe Pelagius needed to say to his peeps. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Pelagius kind of wanted to be an authority. Yeah, maybe. And had some authority, but yeah, not yeah. not all of it. Long story well, short, we don't give Pelagians enough credit. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't like Pelagianism. Okay. Same. All so, right. how are I'm you doing? that. <laughs> Well, I um, went to Mass, and after Mass, it was an evening Mass, I stopped at Whole Foods for some dinner from the Whole Foods hot bar. I was like, you know what, Ashlyn? Mm-hmm. You're going to cook a lot this week. Mm-hmm. You're not cooking tonight, girl. Um, yeah. And I was on the phone with my brother hearing about his weekend, just goofing off, talking with him, not getting food from the hot bar. And then all of a sudden, there was this guy up in my face, and I was like, who are you? And I turned around, and it's... The priest who celebrated mass. Aw. And he was like also at Whole Foods getting dinner. No way. Yeah, that super so funny. Cute. Yeah. No, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I took a friend to mass this morning. Um, and afterwards we like got lunch and talked religion and stuff. And we like spent the whole morning kind of getting coffee, eating and like walking around. It was about USC. And <sighs> That's yeah. My kind of morning. Right? And we uh, actually, yeah, we also ran into the priest and it was so funny because I had, we had told the priest, Stop. yeah, we had told the priest that we were like visiting and that like he was non-Catholic and stuff. Um, and yeah, when we saw him, he was like, thanks for visiting guys. And, uh, and we were Aww. like, and this dude goes, we're still talking about God. And then the lady that the priest was walking with was like, 
the priest said not to lie today. <laughs> and we were like, we're not lying. We're not lying. We are still talking about God. And she's like, youths don't talk about God. And you're like, watch. <laughs> youths talk about Fortnite and... Yeah. Bubbly, sparkling what? water. Oh, okay. I was like... What? Bubbly. No, yeah, I'm drinking yeah. sparkling water right now. I'm not ashamed. Oh, okay. So it was a relevant reference. You know how you're when you so try relevant. to make a relevant reference and instead you just name something irrelevant to what you're talking about can't say i have that experience because i'm always relevant (laughs) (laughs) well that's great ashlyn that's really great (laughs) thanks i try super hard oh my goodness i have missed you everybody who i was visiting or uh, sorry no um every single person (laughs) anyway go on person i visited um everybody like who knew i was in denver was like were you staying with ashlyn and i was like no she's not there." there in denver this weekend my mom just went and got herself a puppy so what i could have gone and hung out oh i don't need to get notifications from snapchat sorry (laughs) (laughs) on the duty list but i went to walmart which in the boston area is sort of like an endeavor you know Uh you have to travel out of the city to go to walmart because walmart's a little bit yeah but so is target they just have cuter stuff and so we're all okay with it you're right they don't have concrete floors at target well yeah but then it's like anyway i get all about the way it's (laughs) isolating to lower income people even if the things are inexpensive there's just more stuff that's like appealing based on aesthetic appeal or trend appeal and not functionality so i am going to walmart to buy very functional things for my very functional mission trip in very functional Appalachia. Yeah. And um, I just want some just like crew necks that I can wear on a work site and get dirty. They only had four there. So that was disappointing. But um, traveled to Walmart. And while there, I'm like, well, if I don't get to go to Walmart very often and they have a $14 essential oils diffuser, I'll buy it. <laughs> what? You went to and Walmart? So just- oh, God. Go on. I bought I bought some work <laughs> gloves, some safety goggles, a camo zip up hoodie, oh my god, baseball cap, and an essential oils diffuser. You got yourself a camo zip up hoodie for your mission trip. Yeah, it's trip. actually super cute. <laughs> I love it. I don't doubt that, Ashlyn. I'm I understand that it was, it was really five dollars. It was on okay, sale. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. I was just and like I, laughing at the fact that you went to Walmart to get stuff for your mission trip, including clothes, <laughs> get new clothes for your mission trip, but also an essential oils diffuser. Yeah. You know what? America. I feel I vulnerable, no but that's kind of the point, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, feel, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm not mad. It's like puffing away its little eucalyptus scents. Here, I can give you a, um. here, this is me um i thinking about it is <laughs> yep yeah, this is real this is me well exactly where i'm supposed so to be you know now. that now that you've sung this uh, we have to talk about the jonas Shut brothers me. okay that happened i was go early on demi early demi <laughs> um anyways <sighs> Me, as a part of Lent prep, I went to Trader Joe's to get food that I can eat in Lent. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me going to Walmart to get stuff for my mission trip. I know. 
Oh yeah. my gosh, we are so broken. I'm drinking right now Simpler Times Lager beer, which for some reason I used to think tasted good, but it actually doesn't. You can get a 12-pack for $6, and I was like, that seems like Lent beer. <laughs> <laughs> my word. Because so in Lent, I'm only going to have one beer, except for on Fridays when I'll have three. Just kidding. None. No. <laughs> no beer on Fridays during Lent, but... Then I thought I thought I need to get some bad beer for for Lent <laughs> because I am holy. This is very sad. So I'm looking forward to the fact that we're going to talk about Lent. But before yeah. we get into that, that sounded so condescending. Yikes! Why? Um, so let me school you on Lent here soon. But before then, um, yeah, Jonas Brothers reunion. You started oh. with Camp Rock, so. Oh, shoot. Um, did you listen to the song? No. Okay, then we don't have to talk about it. For all you listening who listen to the song, I'm sorry if this is going to make you not want to be friends with me anymore. But I I think that we all need to remember, especially in this day and age, that we're allowed to have differing differing opinions and still be friends. I think it sounds like a worse version of Feel It Still by Portugal the Man, which is already a terrible song. That's what I think. And I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just You think about, about the new Jonas Brothers song? There's no Yeah. Song. There's a new Jonas Brothers song? Yeah, it just came out on Friday. Oh, I missed that. You were Why? doing something in Denver. That's true. I was... <laughs> you were <laughs> you were talking with a scriptural I was theology I was, professor. I, so yep, yep, backing yep. him into a corner. So Oh, speaking of which Ashlyn, he did not agree with the concept that it's not possible to have a single vocation that's not consecrated. Well, see, we got to give heretics more credit. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) No, (laughs) you can be a heretic. I thought you were talking about yourself and then I realized you were talking about him. (laughs) But it was just a joke. It was just too much situational humor to resist. I think, okay, this professor, I respect so much. He is amazing. Go on. Yeah, no, I honestly have no even opinion because I I just am kind of waiting for the dust to settle a little bit. I've, yeah, I just I'm gonna let that conversation continue to be hashed out. About I'm vocation? just, yeah, and also yeah. I think it's kind of difficult to have really strong opinions about vocation when you're not in yours. Like I think you can have like good desires, but like as far as like experientially based or like theologically based, don't have that. Like experientially based, don't have that. So it's like, okay, it's okay, you know. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, it's but still possible think... to become holy, right? Not knowing the answer to that question. Yeah, but I do think that like a theological base can give a lot of wisdom, like being oh, a for major sure. JP two. I mean, I know you know that. I don't know. I'm always surprised by how – I know this is a common thing that people experience, but, like, that whole idea of, like, how could a priest possibly know anything about married life? Like, and I just look at JP2 and I'm like, please understand that that man knows more than any other human who's ever lived about married <laughs> life. That's maybe I'm an exaggeration. Maybe an exaggeration. But, uh, but yeah, holy among moly, the most, yeah. he, he got it. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Love it. Anyways, vocation of friendship for another day after mm. I read a book that I ordered. Okay. Love that. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> for Lent, I think Lent. I'm going to make, I. it's, yeah, <laughs> we're a little down to the wire, but um, some kind of commitment to a regular, excuse me, regular physical fitness routine. Ooh. 
Ooh, more about why. Should I, why do I have to wait to tell more why? Okay, well, I don't like doing things that I'm bad at. And I usually can get around this because I stick with the things that I'm good at. And I know that I'm not the only person who does that. But uh, there are people that boggle my mind that just they see like learning new skills as an exciting adventure. And I don't find new skills to be exciting. I find them to be discouraging, which isn't great. Mm. That's a part of me that needs to grow. And that is why I'm going to take the thing that I am worst at consistently for my whole life. And I've never had a great experience of or a lot of enjoyment in. And yeah, commit to it so I can learn how to learn how to do things that I'm bad at. And I've, yeah. I've thought this about working out before, but um, Lent gives it a little bit more of an official season. Um, there's more of a sense of, I mean, I, yeah, I wish I would have been more connected to the Lord and making that an offering of myself in the past when I've had this thought, but I just felt very called to do that this year. Yeah, that is awesome. I hadn't even thought about including exercise in Lent, um, but I think that's a really good thing to do. And um, yeah, because like, for me, <laughs> I love exercising when it's in the exact format that I love. Um, <laughs> but my fitness instructor moved to a different gym. Mm. And now my gym doesn't offer my favorite class on the day that I can go. So I'm waiting for her new gym to offer it at the time that I can go, which is going to happen mm. soon, but it hasn't happened yet. And so I just haven't gone to the gym at all. And I literally feel my muscles atrophying. Um, <laughs> changing maybe atrophy (laughs) well no i mean it's not like atrophy like it's a disease but it's like but that is what happens like that like you said it last week that when you don't use a muscle it atrophies like that's 100 percent biologically true even if it's not like a dramatic disease written thing it's just like they're like are not gonna waste their your body's not gonna waste its energy on keeping these cells alive that aren't being used Mm. um my poor muscles (laughs) it's okay you know you've been at an equilibrium and like at a um you've been energetically efficient ashlyn thank you and that's a good thing <laughs> but um, as I, oh yeah you're yeah tell me no what you, you no i mean that's nope. like just my thought so anyways yeah my thought about like exercising for lent is maybe i'll go to the gym and do boring things that are not kickboxing and zumba <laughs> and how come because i mean i think it has something to do with discipline and something yeah. to do with, like, finding ways to materially enter into suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, it's not suffering. It's just discomfort, I guess. Finding mm-hmm. ways to enter, enter into discomfort and, like, boredom. And that, like, not everything about life is entertaining. And exercising the muscle of discipline in that which is not entertaining is something that I think I need. You know, even mm-hmm. in, like, prayer I feel like God really is so like, he has blessed me. And I mean, my prayer life has been like spotty, but I feel like I have moments of like consolation in prayer where I like have a breakthrough and like almost cry a little bit more often than like what I should expect God to give me, if that makes sense. Um, So even in that, like there's just a lot of entertainment in my life. And I think I could really work on doing things that are good for me that aren't entertaining it's so interesting our the chaplain who i saw at whole foods Mm -hmm. who i work with 
um, has been preaching a lot about fasting, partly because a lot of people in our community are doing Exodus 90 right now, mm-hmm. um, which if you don't know what Exodus 90 is, they have a great website, look it up. But um, it's a 90-day program of fasting mm-hmm. um, to be done in community of men. Mm-hmm. And so he's been using that opportunity to preach a lot about fasting. And I feel like I've learned so, so much. Um, but something that really got me, I mean, I, I want to talk about all of it, but something that really got me was on Friday afternoon, I was sitting around with my friend, shout out Faith, and um, we were like, yeah, let's watch an episode of Catholicism by Bishop Robert Barron, Pivotal <laughs> Players. And we watched the episode. We like half watched the episode about St. Catherine of Siena while we were doing some other things. And um, in this just interview scene, Bishop Barron is standing by this river. <laughs> I hadn't really been paying attention. And then he says something that just like strikes me so much because St. Catherine, um, <laughs> shout out St. Catherine. Um, of Siena? Yeah. She is a doctor of the church and a boss, yes, but also likened sin to this rushing river that we can't stand up in. Um, okay. that just knocks us down. Um, and he's talking about this while standing next to a river. So, you know, poignant, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. the only way to get out of the river is to be saved from it. Mm-hmm. Christianity is a religion that requires a savior. Um, based in a reality mm-hmm. of the of humanity that we require a savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's talking about, yeah, I, just the way he puts it. I'm like, oh, so interesting. And then he says, we're not a self-help religion. Yes. Um, we always have to be saved. No matter how strong we are, no matter how disciplined we are, back to Pelagianism, not planned. This idea that we could become better than we are. Well, yeah, actually we know that we can become by our own efforts better than we are, but we can never be enough by our own effort, we believe, as Catholics, um, as Christians, to be able to stand in the river for our entire life and not fall down. Mm. We have to be saved. Nice. Um, And then, yeah. So, like, letting that impact my view of my Lenten fast has been interesting to continue to think about. Yeah. Because it's easy to... Oh, go ahead. Well, I think, um, yeah, that whole idea of, like, wanting God to come save me, I think it's so interesting because I I actually, in Bible study a little while ago, we were talking about that idea of needing a Savior, and I kind of brought up how, for me, the original enticement of, like, giving, being totally sold out for Christ and, like, giving my whole life over to Him had to do with Him giving Himself to me um, Mm. with less of an emphasis on saving it was more on his sacrifice for me because he loved Mm -hmm. me so much which is still true which is extremely true but um it was less of an emphasis on me needing a savior and more of an emphasis on me being moved by his sacrifice Mm um and today actually while I was talking to my friend after mass I was telling him a little bit about my 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 story and everything and um entering into that um place of doubt and and crisis and he named it as like, so it was like you wanted, you, rather than like staying with God, you like wanted God to come and save you. And I was mm. like, 
oh, I'm going to have to pray with Whoa. that. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's such a meaningful thing. Like, so yeah, I'm, I'm find that very moving and, and the image of the river. I never thought of that before. So um, yeah. Tell me about how that, um, how that like helps you in Lent. Well, I think that, yeah, as I <laughs> trying to, discern a good Lenten fast and accompany others to do the same. Um, and yeah, be uh, the fact that I'm walking with a lot of people that are in a prolonged, even more so than Lent, like period of fasting. Um, it comes up a lot and yeah, the way that we talk about it impacts the way that we live it Mm -hmm. and the way that we live, like our observances impacts the way that we know God, you know, do we know, god as he actually is or do we know god the way that we think that he is right Mm -hmm. um and so um yeah our culture impacts us and we live in a very self-help loving culture you know we want like these little adages we want little fortune cookies that can provide us some sort of positive vibes you know that um make us feel capable of becoming our best selves, you know, living our best life. And none of these things on their own are bad, but if they're the entire basis of our worldview, mm-hmm. we're we're not entering into what we were made for, right? So when I look at Lent and I think about, okay, you know, like, wow, what are the things that I don't like about myself? How can I be so Catholic by rather than making a New Year's resolution, making some sort of Lenten observance. It's still really about me helping me. Um, when fasting isn't so we can become better by our own power, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's right. Right. actually a form of worship. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was one yeah. time. So during my um, maybe junior year of college, I knew this girl who um every Lent she went totally vegan and Mm -hmm. I was like wow that's really cool like I've never had a fast that that um serious and she was like oh it's not like a religious thing I just do it to see if I can do it and I was Mm -hmm. like (laughs) I mean yeah like it is a form of worship this is so cool actually that professor I was talking about earlier was talking about um feasting the so the talk that he gave us Mm -hmm. had to do with feasting and actually not fasting, but battles, feasting and battles mm. in the biblical narrative from Old Testament to Revelation. And this relationship in, um, in like biblical times, what's the, what time in ancient, the ancient world? I don't know. <laughs> the word I mean, that you use for that, that time period. Bibles for a, lo- a long time. <laughs> so anyways, um, the relationship in most of those cultures that the Hebrews were interacting with, the, the Israelites were interacting with, um, where there was this close relationship between wartime and like feasting. And mm. when people were particularly confident about their um, victory or when they were trying to communicate confidence about their victory in order to intimidate the enemy, they would feast before um, and they always feasted after, after a victory, mm-hmm. but they would feast before and then they would go into battle. And yeah, I'm just thinking about that with Lent and like with what you just said, that our fasts are our battle. And it it's something that is like worthwhile because, I mean, it's worthwhile because we want to worship God, but 
we know that we have won. You know, mm. we we know that the battle is won. Is this consistent with what you just said? Yeah, I don't think it's inconsistent. And I think that <laughs> it's important that we recognize that um, becoming detached from attachments, mm-hmm. even if we love God more than the thing that we're giving up, and we know that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's really important to purify ourselves and ask mm-hmm. the Lord for his grace to purify us from things that we're more attached to or we're tempted to worship before him but even things that we like that we want to go without for the sake of the salvation of souls you know um in yeah non-lenten fasting during lenten fasting as a recognition that none of us are done yet and that there's still refinement that um he desires to take place in us yeah Mm -hmm. and that something else that i heard was that it doesn't always have to be like without any hope for some positive personal benefit either, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. W- which is so cool. Cause I think sometimes, yeah, I hear like, well, I want to do this cause it'll be really hard and it'll make me feel like bad. You know, I don't think anyone says it like that, but it's like, Oh, okay. I'm going to give up something that's really, really difficult. So that like, I feel like trash for all of life, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, well, no, that's not exactly the point of fasting. So I guess it's like important that we're precise. Um, as we're planning our fast and living them out that if our focus is on how difficult it is or how good we are at it, um, then it's not like of best use to our, to our spiritual life as it would be is, is this enabling me to more purely and totally worship the Lord, Mm -hmm. um, and to allow him in Mm -hmm. to my life in a particular way to purify me. Yeah, and he desires, like, excellence for us, you know? Um, and so for us to look at those areas in our lives where we don't, like, experience excellence or where we don't strive for excellence mm-hmm. and incorporate them into our Lenten fasts, there's nothing wrong with that. But, of course, like you said, it's it's about salvation, not self-help. And mm-hmm. if my emphasis is on me achieving excellence, <laughs> it's like a motto at our school. <laughs> mm-hmm. If our emphasis is on me achieving excellence over me letting God save me or me, Mm. my life glorifying God, then like I should probably go to something else. You know, like Mm. if, if my Lenten sacrifice, let's say that I really want to build muscle and my Lenten sacrifice is everything has everything to do with me doing like a straight up Mm. muscle building regimen. Honestly, I should probably not do that. Like if my main goal there is to, um, build muscle, you know, like I don't well, know. And I don't even think it always means um, changing gears. This has been an interesting theme, actually. Okay. That I, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes it does. But I think it's, if we just give up on everything that we ever did wrong, you know, even if it's in that moment of like desire, you know, that I desire bigger muscles, that's something that I could commit to. Well, I shouldn't do that. Is that because I don't want to, because I'm not listening to something else that would actually be more effective? Okay. Or is there actually like a way that I can let the Lord in? And we only yeah. know that when we bring well, it before yeah. him, right? Well but it's put, not, yeah, yeah that we yeah. necessarily even have to change. It's that we need to change our outlook and our attitude and our why. Mm-hmm. We're like 30 minutes, six minutes in and we haven't said <laughs> what we're doing for Lent. I did. Oh, okay. Never mind. You did. Cool. No, you say. You say. Um. Yeah. So I have been noticing how I am a straight up glutton and like stress eater in a really scary way. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm going to be avoiding spicy food because that's one of my greatest pleasures. And I'm going to be avoiding all like dessert type sweets, um, which I eat a ton of, Ashlyn. It is crazy. Yeah. Like a lot of it. And I think like, you know, we talk about how like we don't need to do food fasts like, at a certain point. But like if you struggle with gluttony, yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> if you're me. Um, and... Yeah, as far as like like I said earlier with alcohol, I mean it's sad, but I'm going to one beer instead of two, which I often do, um, and obviously not on Fridays because they're days of abstinence. Um, and as far as what about prayer? Like, are you taking up extra things in prayer, or just focusing on different things? Or, um, so I bought a book that a friend of mine, shout out Abby, read last year. Um called oh how sad i don't remember what it's called is it called um, the sadness of christ because you're sad no that's what it, i'm gonna read really <laughs> yeah by thomas more go on wow. <laughs> amazing my book is called lenten healing 40 days to set you free from sin beautiful i want it and knifeman and yeah Why well that's tell me thing. about it i feel attacked Sorry. just kidding okay um yeah words, Will. abby read it last year and i chose something a little bit more approachable because i wanted to do some sort of reflection or devotional with a friend that was very new to the faith mm-hmm. um but then when she told me about it while well, she was yeah reading it partially yeah i didn't pick this one because the other one is cuter cover that's that's just being honest people <laughs> um yeah which one with the cute cover did you pick? Oh, it was so good. Actually, I've wanted to shout out these people for a while. Take Up and Read is um, a group. I don't know what they do. Are they a publisher? I don't know. A group that publishes women-specific devotional material. Mm-hmm. Um, Take Up and Read. I really, really enjoy their resources. Um, and the one that I did last year, I love. It was a Latin companion called Above All. Mm-hmm. Um and would recommend that to anyone. Yeah. Shout out, take up and read. I really love their material. I think it's beautiful. And I don't think that it's as well promoted as some other things. I would love people to take a look at what they've got. Cool. Do you think I should do a straight up Latin devotional? Um, What would be some of the pros and cons? Or con- um, not even cons, but like what attracts you to that? That's a better question. Um, Maybe like constant structure because i think the days Mm -hmm. that i wake up well first of all for lent i'm making a particular effort to not be a what's a nice word (laughs) lazy sometimes i have a potty mouth um so the word that i'm thinking of is a mean word but to not be a blankety blank about getting out of bed in the morning Um, are you trying to say lazy ass no (laughs) but that's that'll work <laughs> that'll work just fine um yeah about getting up in the morning um because i i you know i have my 5 a.m alarm to have a holy hour in the morning but gosh i suck a lot and during lent i'm not allowed to as much <laughs> because jesus is my savior and i have to let him save me mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. So, okay. So pros and cons of Lenten Companion is that on the days that I wake up and like am very much ready to pray, um, 
the prayer time is like full and fruitful and I don't really need like a guiding thing. Like I read scripture, I journal about it. I Mm -hmm. read scripture to go with a rosary and like do some spiritual reading or something. Um, And other times I like actually sit there in silence and I read the scripture and I'm like, "Uh, nothing's happening. And then I just sit there for like 40 minutes and nothing happens. And it's still like God is working with that. But like, it's not not even Christina. Like he's like less pleased with that time. Do you know that? Yeah, you tell me that sometimes. Because it's like, if we look at prayer like something that we are doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to shut you down. No, I know. No, I, I think it's like, I think it's important. Um, I'm having, yeah, I definitely like, maybe that's a topic for another day. Because I'm having trouble like discerning between me being like lazy or like, um, I don't know just kind of not present to him just like letting my Mm -hmm. mind wander and not being like disciplined Mm -hmm. enough and so what i what i'm saying is that like in those times a companion would be helpful that's just like Mm -hmm. something to be like no stop think about this thing (laughs) um so yeah well it's like like, yeah go on we shouldn't want well no no no. i don't like the way i said that what isn't going to dispose us to prayer is an activity book you know of something to do while we're in the chapel right um but a devotional if it's a if it's not one that like really splices things up or i would be like wary of a devotional that's like always positive for example where it's like that's kind of the self-help like using jesus's words for our own self-help help and promotion or if i'm like going to it like an activity book you know like god's generous and merciful like he can still transform our hearts in those things but i think that it's a great opportunity to actually like grow in humility and like condescend to the teaching of another person that's trusted um on a regular basis so like the way that that's set up you know the the person who put this together knew that all of these things would build upon each other yeah and so that i think can be really really helpful um but yeah, and it, I mean, it, it's not all bad. I don't want to, like, shut you down because it's, like, good to pray with it. I was so, so consoled by, um, yeah, a f- good friend saying that the only thing that we can control in our prayer life is consistency. Are we going? Yeah. And honesty. Oh, nice. It's not even, like, attentiveness, you know, um, which we, like, desire more of. But what matters to God I trust, you know, like it, then this blows my mind is not that we sat there and we were perfect angels. Mm -hmm. It's that we were honest when we weren't, you know, Yeah, Yeah. rather than acting like I wasn't distracted for the last 30 minutes, looking at the clock and saying, Lord, I was just distracted for 30 minutes, but I'm back. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like what you said. I mean, of course about the consistency, honesty, and like for anybody who's listening and like trying to figure out, um what to take up in lent as far as prayer is concerned like i feel like what what you just said ashlyn about remembering that the only things you can control are consistency and honesty and not even attentiveness like that is something to remember as you like walk Mm -hmm. forward in lent and developing a prayer life um but yeah i mean i think what you said also about um condescending yourself to another person's teachings is something that actually right now i would really benefit from in Mm -hmm. my prayer because I do that with like reading but then my like guidance in the reading is all Mm self-directed 
and so like I let the person teach me through their writing but then everything that like goes into reflection is all come straight from my brain um yeah so I mean I think think that's just how it works right yeah yeah I I mean of course but but I think that right of course so that's how reading works but um (laughs) that's how reading works (laughs) I am a literacy educator um you heard it here first that's right (laughs) how reading works uh fluency word something Uh oh I'm first you read this stuff and then you understand it and then you think about it fluency word study and comprehension are the three aspects of reading instruction okay uh (laughs) that was amazing it's true i hope i didn't mess that up i think those are the three aspects of word instruction of reading instruction anyways um but yeah so I, i think i might look into your lent devotional and order it in time on amazon what's it called healing something it's called above all but the group is called Take Up and Read. And that's the healing one? Uh, no, the healing one is new. It's different. It's What's not it them called? at all. Um, it's called Lenten Healing, 40 Days to Set You Free from Sin. So it talks about um, different sins and the wounds that cause them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then... On Sunday, so there's like a daily passage to read and reflect upon. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, you feast in the virtue that opposes that. Nice. And what is above all? Above all is like kind of a devotional with um, scripture passages daily Mm -hmm. um, with a section. With the, there's like an awesome teaching section in the beginning of the book talking about Lexio Divina and how to pray with scripture. And then there's a reflection written by their team. And a little journaling section. Um, And I really enjoyed it. I, yeah, I thought it was great. And then there's also like a scripture memory aspect of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, think about these things. I I think I was going to use The Sadness of Christ by Thomas More as Mm. like kind of a Lenten devotional. Um, I have a feeling it'll be hard for me to like put it down. So I think I just need to look at it and like divide it up into 40 sections. Mm, Um, Beautiful. Yeah, maybe I'll I think maybe I'll start there like tonight or tomorrow, and um, see if I after taking a look at it if I want to go in a devotional route or not. Um, by Wednesday, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, the and the name of the game is attentiveness to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. in the event that it's not like okay, God sent me an email, or I got this, you know, <laughs> strike in the middle of my forehead, yep. and I knew exactly what to do. Like acting in good faith, yeah, um, with great trust in the Lord, and hopeful and expectant, um, yeah, like hopefully expecting to encounter Him. <laughs> nice. Um, isn't gonna lead us astray. Look at you, spiritual theologian. That was intense i feel intense now i wrote it all down it says <coughs> attentiveness to the holy spirit act in good faith have great trust in the lord hopefully expecting to encounter him hmm. isn't that cool that like god's on our team yes he is he's not like okay are they gonna figure it out are they gonna do well enough he's he's cheering for us Yes. Uh, he wants to know us. He doesn't he yes. doesn't hide himself from us. Carl Young, he actually loves us. 
Right. <laughs> Thinking about Jungian psychology again. Don't mind me. <laughs> Amazing. Sigmund Freud, I don't know what you mean by an oceanic feeling. Okay. I'm just like, wow, I don't know what any of these things are. It's been it's been years since I talked to a lot of people, not a lot of people, but like a good number of people who like every time they talk about religion, they talk about psychologists. Mm-hmm. And so here I am. There you go. <laughs> anyways. So that's good. So interesting. Anyways. Topic for another day. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh, I okay, I have a couple questions for you as far as oh, Lent is concerned. Past okay. discipler. <laughs> Sit down. I have to Why grill past? you about my okay. Lent. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, I, I'm disciple you now. <laughs> Just we're kidding. walking in the path of discipleship together yes, we are. you and that's all i've ever wanted i know me too i'm so happy about it i just Same. had to make that joke okay um the whole like not listening to music having silence in the car not listening to music or podcasts in the car what do you think about that as a fact um i, I know it depends on the person but like, i do um yeah it does depend on the person and i i think that what our Lenten fast ought to be is Christ-centered and meaningful, you know? So, um, okay. Not like do something difficult for the sake of itself. Right. Yeah. We've that the whole episode up until this point. Um, and so it's so crazy, but answer the question, Ashlyn. Um, yeah, I think that many a time, um, I've, I've heard that people, (laughs) I've heard that people, I've never had this experience use like noise to avoid silence right Uh um so it's like i get in the car and i turn on noise so i don't have to think Mm -hmm. um and so taking that away disposes people to encounter it's so effective um to have a silent drive because that might be the only silent time you get and like we need silence right um for me listening to music most of the time or like listening to a podcast is an interactive experience you know me too Um, me too it but at the same time yeah like while those things are not bad they in fact they can be quite good um god's language is silence and so to allow myself 20 minutes more of silence during the day out of like an act of love for the Lord and upon his invitation or just you know like we think that like the invitation needs to be like Ashlyn, I invite you to be silent. But like, if I had the idea, I should understand that that very possibly could be an invitation. You know, it's like, it's been on my mind and I keep thinking that I should do it. You know, if I get to the heart of like why I should do it, it's either because all of my friends are talking about it and I want to be the same as them. It's because I don't know what else to do. Or it's because it's like connected to something else, you know? Yeah, I mean, but I think also some people have like, compulsions when it comes to um ways to commit to god in prayer and that like if and this is the kind of thing to talk about with a counselor um and i say that from experience but like Mm -hmm. um when we have like compulsions about ways to worship the lord um that like we do have to be wary of that and so for Mm -hmm. me when something comes to my mind that maybe i should do this for prayer 
I get like, oh, is that the Holy Spirit? If I say no, I'm saying no to the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh, I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it. And it's like not, it can't be that simple mm-hmm. for me personally, you know? Yeah. Um. Anyways. No, Just but curi- I think, out of curiosity, yeah, honestly, like when you sit with yourself in that mm-hmm. place where you, you're like, oh, I should do this thing. Mm-hmm. Can you connect like why you're thinking that? Why I'm thinking like, like so, why I should do it? Yeah. So yeah. you get the thought, okay. you know, I should do this. And then so it, can you find oh, – yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think like it depends on the thing. So there are certain things, and this is when I know it's the Holy Spirit, is when it comes to my mind and I just go, yes, I'm doing it. And that has happened with like rosary novenas um, and like a couple other things. And that usually has to do with like desiring the salvation of others um, mm-hmm. in like ways that I can contribute to that, whether that mm-hmm. be through relationship or through prayer. Um so that's when it happens fast. But as far as um, connecting to like where this thought is coming from, if it's not the Holy Spirit and it's not like copying others, um, <clears throat> I think that there's something to like gathering our many vices and seeing ways that we can kind of battle against them. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I have many vices and to battle against them all at the same time is something that um i mean we we do have to battle against them all at the same time but to like take up an intentional fast for all of them i don't Mm -hmm. know like what do you think about that because i i do know yes like music and podcasts are um interactive for me and i feel like i do um i intentionally think while i'm listening to music and podcasts however um there i mean again there's a little bit of a compulsion there about um even if I go on a two minute drive, I put something on. Um, Mm. And so I wonder, so I I think that there's something about, again, I think it goes back to the entertainment, preferring an entertaining type of thought and an entertaining Mm. type of, um, you know, encounter. So if I listen to like some really intense worship music in the car, (laughs) which isn't the only way that I encounter God in music, but Mm. let's say that that's what I'm doing. Yes, I'm praying, but it's like an extremely entertaining way of praying um and that's not a bad thing necessarily but like can I allow myself that silence and I do like like I make time for silence throughout my day and I'm not necessarily throughout but at the beginning of my day um I do think and now that I'm thinking about it more I think maybe like a five minute ten minute part of my 40 minute drive Mm -hmm. in silence could be a good thing to do yeah and I think it's good to like understand ways that we can grow during Lent or otherwise, you know, like mm-hmm. it's so interesting, you know, like the mindless entertainment of YouTube. I've talked about this before and like mm-hmm. even the parts where I'm like, oh, but this person's interesting. Like I just have been through it enough to know that like I'm just a better, happier person when I'm not checking in on like every single like if I'm like yeah. a regular watcher of a YouTube channel, I'm worse off. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. finally just like have accepted this. And so I was thinking two weeks ago, you know, like, oh, I should definitely give up YouTube for Lent. And I'm like, no, I should give up YouTube now, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, But for like a public, public penance, you know, or like a public observance of a fast, we can, we can fast in private and like should. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, But this season of prayer, penance and almsgiving in the church, Lent. Mm-hmm. These 40 days, like, we should pick one or two things mm. and observe them faithfully. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, there are still like hundreds of really good things that would be good for us um, that we could do that we're going to not do yes. while we're faithfully observing these one or two things. Yes. So if, if our idea about Lent is that I need to identify every vice that I have and right. like do something to help me become less attached to that vice and grow in the virtue, mm-hmm. you know, like we're going to overwhelm ourselves exactly. and lucky for us, we're not a self-help religion. Yeah. So it's not all about me finding all of the ways yes. to eradicate all of my bad habits. The <laughs> The point of my faith <clears throat> is not that I eliminate all my bad habits. Actually, the point of my faith is that I choose to be saved mm-hmm. by a savior mm-hmm. and I allow him to save me and all of the other good stuff that happens in my life in my Lenten fast in my life as a whole is just an added bonus yeah yeah way to bring back Pelagius <laughs> it's so funny I didn't what the Lord hooked that one up yeah nice. yeah I so. mean you just said what I was sort of thinking about in a so much better way, like faithfully observe one or two and like, yeah, that is good. You are good. You are good. Knew it. (laughs) Whoa. You are good. You're good. Wow. I'm leading worship on Friday. We're going to sing this song that's like, nothing else, nothing else. Nothing else. It's good. Love it. I'll be there. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, I wish you could. I'll be living. Oh my gosh, Ashley! You know how amazing, how much I would cry, if one day you showed up at adoration, just just showed up. She's making note. I would cry. Okay, you're leaving Friday on mission. Big day, big day, big day. Oh man. So, this has been a place within Lent place within lent where can you find us on the internet during lent christina well if i was on twitter i would be (laughs) at apw pod yep at apw pod and i would be at chris underscore stina with two e's but i've been a little quiet on the twitter sphere so but on instagram (laughs) Well, you could find us at APW Podcast. You can email us at APWPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And we are so thankful to you um, if you liked this episode and you want to share it. Go ahead and do that. Rank us five stars. You know the drill. Subscribe. Subscribe. I said subscribe. Oh, I mean subscribe. All right. <laughs> I have a speech impediment. <laughs> 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 All right, this has been a place of fun. Bye. Good night.